0: Boy, there are so many issues resolving or re, re, <laughs> revolving. That's the word I'm looking for around schools these days. Uh, Joseph Kahn is a, professional, a professor of education and co-director of the Civic Engagement Research Group at UC Riverside. A recent study found that almost two-thirds or 64% of principals said parents and community members have challenged the information or media sources used by teachers in their schools. Is it safe to say that it's tougher to teach now than it ever has been in the past?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say that's what we're hearing from both teachers and, in our case, from principals, talking about the, the environment that was created last year.
0: And what is the biggest issue? Is it LGBTQ? Is it race? Is it history? Is it what? is the biggest issue that they're having a difficult time teaching?
1: So I think it's a, a set of issues. Some of them are very related to uh, a general sense of distrust and uh, conflict, um, but certainly issues of race and LGBTQ plus rights have been at the center of a lot of the uh, Conflict that parents and community members have been surfacing. We also saw those significant conflict around just discussing controversial issues in the classroom. Uh, and we saw conflict even around uh, educators' efforts to promote young people's uh, social and emotional skills. Um, and those skills, of course, are particularly important in this context now where many kids are, you know, have, have been under a lot of strain due to COVID and other factors.
0: The teachers I've talked to are nervous about what they're facing, not just backlash from the students, but from the parents, the school boards, the district. In this article I was reading about this issue facing educators today, uh, they talked about purple districts. What are purple districts?
1: Yeah, so what we did in the report you're referencing is we did a massive survey, a nationally representative survey of principals from across the country. Um, So we had about just under 700 principals uh, did our survey. And we then grouped them by whether or not the communities that their high schools were in were either leaned towards Democrats in the 2020 election or leaned towards Republicans, in which case we called them red. Uh, And in the center, we called those districts purple, those that had uh, 45 percent, between 45 and 55 percent of the voters Uh, going for uh, Republicans or Democrats. And what we found was that the place where the conflict was most intense was in those purple districts.
0: Interesting. I had read that 35 states have introduced 137 bills just in 2021, limiting what schools can teach with regard to race, American history, politics, sexual orientation, and gender identity. I would imagine all of those issues play a part in what your research has shown is there one area of the country where this is more prevalent or does it really break down to those purple districts
1: yeah I think we did not find that a particular area was uh, as significant uh, predictor of conflict as whether or not it was a purple district uh, or uh, you know a blue or a red district so I I do think it's more that. It's more are there people on both sides of the issues pushing hard? But we also found, frankly, that uh, in many cases uh, the advocates or the people who were criticizing what was going on in the districts were often tied to national organizations like Moms for Liberty, and uh, those groups often gave these parents scripts or toolkits for how to protest or uh, critique what was happening in, in their school systems.
0: Interesting. I've also been intrigued by how the Holocaust is now taught in school. That was a big part of curriculum when I was in school. I think most people my age uh, are probably in the same situation. Uh, the latest things I've read said that it's just taught in about 24 states, or at least it's, it's requirement is uh, is in 24 states. Is that one of the issues people are arguing about as well?
1: Uh, so in this study, we didn't focus in on that particular topic, though I think you're right. It has been controversial in some places and is not emphasized as part of the curriculum everywhere. I think one of the central themes of what we learned was that many educators... Uh, with because of the fear of getting criticized or of having really often quite a, a hostile conflict at their school from parents and community members, instead choose to avoid controversial issues altogether. And so, for example, we found very big declines in the support that educators got for teaching about uh, the literature and history of people from different racial or ethnic groups. And uh, those, so it wasn't that they were saying, "Oh, we need to learn how to do this differently." They said people are going to, you know, be critical of us. Therefore, we just won't focus on it at all. And so, I think that could we could be seeing declines, therefore related to things like the Holocaust as well. Though that wasn't one of the topics we we asked about.
0: Joseph Kahn is a professor of education and co-director of the Civic Engagement Research Group at UC Riverside. We're talking about what is being taught in schools, people's opinion of it, and you're even getting pushback from students. What else do you want to share with our audience about your project, about your research that you think is important for people to know?
1: Well, I think one of the key things is that... uh, What we learned in general is that it's often a small group of very activated parents and community members who are creating the conflict, and that unfortunately a lot of the conflict is tied to misinformation about what's going on. So even when, for example, the principal would show these community members the curriculum and there was nothing close to critical race theory being taught, they would say, we know you're doing it, uh, and you're, you're just hiding it. And I think what we really need is for more parents and community members to stand up and say, uh, "You know what we want our students to be prepared to discuss controversial issues we want to do it in a way that's fair and where students are making informed judgments um, and that was that was by far what most of the principals said they wanted. Um, we know from public opinion surveys that upwards of 80 to 95 percent of parents, depending on the specific question, want those issues discussed in classrooms. They want students to learn the full history of the country. Mm -hmm. But in order to make sure that that's happening, we really need parents and community members as well as students to make statements about their desire to see that happening so that the administrators have the backing and the teachers feel the backing to go ahead and do it.
0: Is there anywhere where people can read about this or see the research that you did?
1: Of course. So if if you go, this project was done with my colleague John Rogers and his team at UCLA. And if you go to the Institute for Democratic Education uh, and Action at UCLA, um, and I can uh, get the uh, exact
0: well, you know what we'll do? Uh, we'll put this up as a podcast and we'll put that information alongside it.
1: That's great. So it's just the UCLA IDEA Center and uh, the report's right there.
0: Thank you so much for joining the Lisa Dent Show. We appreciate it. A few more text messages coming in um, about the missing man, Jose, from Berwin. And uh, we'll share some of those. And, of course, thank you for your info. We'll share them with the family as well. Steve has your news next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom.
1: This is John Landyker wishing you and yours the very best of the holiday season. Happy holidays from me, Lou Manfredini, WGN Radio, and the
0: entire House March crew. From the Plyer family to yours, happy holidays.
1: WGN.